Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of gospel reflection, a ministry of stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome, everyone, to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today, I'm joined by Rob Longo, Rick Hackman from Stewardship, A Mission of Faith, and also Father Michael Gately from the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Welcome, one and all. Good to be here, David. Thanks, David. Hello. Awesome, awesome. If everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles, we're going to break open the bread of life, which comes from Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 23. But before we do that, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us break open the bread of life? I would love to. In the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to, to break open your word, your love letter to us. Uh, and we just ask you, dear Holy Spirit, to just come into our hearts, each and every one of us here in the studio and every single person listening, just come into our hearts and fill us with just with a burning desire to get to know uh, you, uh, God, the Holy Spirit, God, the Father, God, the Son, to get to know uh, your love for us um, and just and just have a burning, burning desire to take that knowledge and, and just go out uh, with love and service to every single person that we meet, especially at home, especially in our home. So help us, dear Holy Spirit, to be... Uh, to be the husbands and, and wives and fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters and friends that we're called to be. Uh, so we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you Father, so much. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Oh, Amen. You're welcome. Amen. Thank you. And uh, Rick, do you mind giving us a little gospel love today? Certainly. The gospel, as David said, is from the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 1 through 23. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood along the shore. And he spoke to them at length in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep, and when the sun rose, it was scorched and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit, a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The disciples approached him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? He said to them in reply, because knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven has been granted to you, but to them it has not been granted. To anyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. From anyone who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because they look but do not see, and hear but do not listen or understand. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them, which says, You shall indeed hear, but not understand. You shall indeed look, but never see. Gross is the heart of this people. 
They will hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and be converted, and I heal them. But blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. Amen, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. The seed sown on the path is the one who hears the word of the kingdom without understanding it, and the evil one comes and steals away what is sown in his heart. The seed sown on rocky ground is the one who hears the word, receives it at once with joy, but he has no root and lasts only for a time. When some tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, he immediately falls away. The seed sown among thorns is the one who hears the word, but then worldly anxiety and the lure of riches choke the word, and it bears no fruit. But the seed sown on rich soil is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Father Gately, so good to, to have you here. It's good to be here. Thanks and, for having me. And, and, and as Rick was reading the gospel, I was thinking of, of the gift that God has, has given us through you, and, uh, and you're, you're, you're producing, God's producing seeds through you, right? The, the, the amazing books, 33 Days of Morning Glory, and, and Consoling the Heart of Jesus, and the three... Our, the, the one thing is the three. one thing is three. Even I confuse that one. All right. yes. <laughs> and 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 the stewardship mission of faith, we feel that we're called, right, David, to to yes. to be to plant seeds. Hmm. And it's so nice to have someone that God has used to produce some seeds for us, right? To That's to it. get it out. So uh, so thank you for your yes, for your vocation, um, for just being there for for the for the Lord to use. Because I know it's affected my life, uh, you know, reading those books and, and praying through those books and just countless other people. So thank you. No, thank, thank you for your words. So one of the the ways that I, I try and assimilate things myself is it's, it's the process of, of writing has been a blessing for me because, uh, you know, it's a time of a prolonged time to sort of let a certain theme or a certain uh, subject to really sink into your heart. So it's, it's been a blessing for me too. And I'm happy to hear that others have been blessed by it. So thank you. You're welcome. And it's amazing as God uses each of our gifts. I'm not a writer, but Father is. And Father says his yes, writes the books. Then what are we, Rob? We get the books from Father and we take them, we distribute them. We mm-hmm. take them to where the hungry are, to where the thirsty are. And God uses people all over the world to share the gift that he's given Father Gately to help people all over the world. And it's all mm-hmm. about the salvation of souls. So it's awesome how the whole body of Christ works together. And it's not to anyone's credit other than God, because mm-hmm. God's the one that gives Father the gift, and he received the gift, and then he used the gift and gave that gift to us and to others to help them in their journey. So the perfect analogy of uh, Father being used to create the seeds, yeah. to plant deep in the hearts of people, because one book, one CD, one talk can change a life, Absolutely. can save a soul. Absolutely. I just got a, a quote this week from Mother uh, Mother Angelica. It was uh, an email from EWTN, and they gave a quote of the day or quote of the week, I'm not sure, uh, but it was, it was this, uh, we must thank God for every success because he bears the fruit. We merely spread the seeds. <laughs> Isn't that great? It takes, us, takes so much pressure off that it's not up to us to close the deal. 
right? And, and Dave, you and I kind of came up with something. When, when we try to close a deal, we close, we close the door. The door. Right? So That's our do, little ditty. Yeah. And we own it. It's ours. Yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, especially when like, the zeal for bringing people to the faith or whatever, if you try to close that deal and and – not, you know, move from being the sower of the seeds to the grower, or the grower then that's when then we get in trouble. you take God's role. Yeah. And I love the look of a kernel of corn when you plant that deep in the soil and that fresh green shoot comes up through the ground. If you reach down, try and grow it, how do you make out? Not you so pop good. the green sprout and you kill the seed. So that's what happens when we try to force it and we try and play God's role. That's not our role. We're the sowers of the seed. And I love the fact here, you know, when you look back in the day of Jesus, the way they sowed seeds, they reached into a bag full of seeds, and they cast them. And where they fell, they fell. For us, we're not to determine where to cast the seeds. We're just supposed to cast them and plant them in the hearts of every person God brings in our life every day, through our actions, most importantly, and then through our words, as St. Francis says, when necessary. That's our calling. And then watch God go to work to grow those seeds, but not seeing them grow, that's okay too, because that's up to God. We're just called to plant those seeds in the hearts of the people we meet. Yeah. It's so counter to the world, because we, we want that immediate gratification. We want to see the result. You know, we want to maybe get a little credit, uh, you know, another, you know, another notch on the, on the belt. So it's so counter that, that just to be obedient to that call, that God needs us, right? He's so humble. that He needs us to sow the seeds, uh, but then we should be okay with, with not knowing yeah, and, and, and have that anticipation on the other side uh, of people coming to us and seeing you know, different things and acts of love and kindness and mercy that we, uh, that we sow throughout our lives, then maybe then we'll, we'll see what, you know, how that grew. Oh, absolutely, and it's, it's, it's uh, interesting what you guys are talking about with, where the God is the one who helps the seed to grow, and, and he's the one who's you know, giving the power of that, but that in a certain sense, he needs us to plant the seeds in that. And I was just thinking of how many times in our daily lives um, maybe we have an opportunity uh, where we feel an impulse in, in our hearts to talk to someone about the Lord or um, to share something, but we're afraid how we might sound, we're embarrassed or something, and that um, that seed doesn't get get sown, and sometimes when we say no to that inspiration, mm-hmm. you know the the seed is so small. It seems like well, that was just a little thing, but um, it doesn't even give the Lord a chance to water that in someone's heart. But like maybe just a little thing of that starts small, maybe it ends up in a larger conversation that that can touch someone or touch ourselves. You know, in terms of our own hearts, um, you know how important it is to be faithful to. Uh, giving a seed uh, when the Lord's inviting us to do that. Yeah. Um, and that it say, well, it's a small thing. I said no to it. It's not a big deal, but the Lord can make a little thing into something big. So uh, It was interesting when we did this gospel at another gospel reflection group, a pastor was sharing the fact that, you know, someone had, had went into the hospital and they had, they had died and he had to go to the family's house. And he went to the family's house and he wanted to go there and say all the right words. Hmm. He said, and I didn't say anything. And the tears started rolling down his face. He said, I just held them. I just cried with them. And the inspiration the Lord gave me was, I said to this pastor, I said, your tears watered the seeds that another planted. That's all God wanted you to do. That's why you were there. And he was looking at it like, well, I should have said the right thing. I should, I should, have, I should have preached this. I should have preached that. No, your presence was a gift. Your tears watered those seeds 
that others planted. And it was a beautiful moment and a beautiful exchange this morning that he, he had helped him see how God had used him just to be present. Yeah. Now, do you think, guys, do you think it's possible that in a single heart, um, as, as, as we were sharing, I had a, I'm looking at a heart that I drew with uh, path, rocky ground, thorns, rich soil, all in the same heart. So can my heart at one time have a little of, of everything that, you know, maybe I'm, my, my, the soil's rich in the area of prayer. I got, you know, maybe I'm, the Lord's working on me to, to spend more time in prayer, but there might be some rocky ground on, you know, serving my wife at home, you know, being the first to serve and, you know, don't expect to be served. I don't want to hear that message right now. It's a little, little rocky or, or, you know, real excited about something that I hear and I try it for a week and then I, you know, then I let go. Uh, so do you think it's possible that, that one heart can have a little bit of all the, the things there? Yeah, I think, you know, especially I know for myself in my own life, there's such a, in fact, I was just talking to someone about how uh, it's difficult to kind of get into a rhythm. And I think a lot of times, just as seeds are kind of, they grow from, you know, we where I'm from and out in Stockbridge at the National Shrine, we planted a blueberry pat, patch. And it's interesting because uh, there the weather changes all the time. Some days are sunny, other days it rains. And it's like that that rotation of sunshine, of the rain coming in, of the sunshine, the rain, you know, and then a dry day, you know, that, that it's, it's like that, that routine of things changing is really where that growth slowly takes place. And that, um, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard to get, to get that routine going. And, and some days we find ourselves out of the routine where that, there, that growth can take place, where we're flooded with one thing, which is we're just focusing on rain or we're just in the sun and we get burned. But that to remember, um, you know, to keep that balance of, of the different, you know, the faithfulness to prayer, the, but not to just become a hermit in our homes or something, but, um, you know, to enjoy the family and things like that, but also to take that time, uh, to, to go aside. You know, I, I think it's kind of interesting on that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea, like to take that time to go out of the house sometimes and sort of sit by the sea in the sense, sit by, uh, the father and his love and bask in that and then come back into the house. So it's, it's getting, it's getting that rhythm, but each each part of that rhythm of our lives has different dangers and, and can prevent us from the word from kind of growing in us. But, you know, having that balance is sometimes difficult to strike. And always look at God the Father as the farmer. He's always tilling the soil of our heart. And he'll uncover rocks. He'll, he'll pluck the weeds if we allow him. Mm-hmm. But he also uses other people to come into our lives to help us see what we don't see and to help us remove those rocks, those obstacles, unforgiveness, I run into that so many times with people, and most times I run into it, especially with men, is unforgiveness of themselves. And they carry that great sin, and so their soil is rocky. So we need to help them. God will, and there's where it takes surrender. For me, it always takes surrender, because if I tie and take that rock out of that person's heart, hmm. I do a pretty poor job. But if I surrender and say, God, help me, and then I ask the person posi- or person's permission, I say, may I help you? And they say, yes, when they give me permission, then God, when I surrender and ask him for the words, speaks through me and helps this person to see what they're to see, to remove the rock, the obstacle, so that, again, that soil can keep getting turned over, keep getting, because we're all works in progress. We're all on the journey. So thank the Lord that he brings people into our lives continually. And I love the, the word that the Lord uses here, parables. I believe that God speaks to us in everyday events, every day of our life. 
Jesus didn't stop teaching in parables. He teaches us in our lives right now. And every time we want to ask God, what did you want to teach me? You know, a perfect example was me when I was striper fishing on the Chesapeake Bay. Everybody caught a big striper. I'm like, man, this is awesome. It's my turn. My rod went down. I'm like, yes. I hooked into it. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is a big one. He's staying deep. I was loving life. Fought that fish the whole way in. Rob, my buddy who's sitting across from me right now, he has the net, and he's going to net him. I'm like, look at that. He came up to the surface. I'm looking down at that fish, and I'm like, baby, he's the biggest. I love it. The fish looks at me. I look at the fish. He takes his head, ducks it down, and pow, 60-pound test breaks, and I lose the biggest striper (laughs) I've ever hooked in my life. And Rob says to me, Dave, what's the God story in that? And I went, I don't know right now. I just lost the biggest fish. So in prayerful discernment, and I went to a leadership group the next morning, I asked God the question. I said, all right, God, all right, God, what'd you want to teach me? And on the way into the leadership group, the Lord's like, is it okay that I let this fish go so that it can have more young, because it's a big female, it can have more young, and perhaps you'll catch some of her young. And I'm like, well, I guess so, God, but it was the biggest one I ever caught. So I go to this leadership group meeting, and by the end of the meeting, the Lord convicts me. And the questions start. And the questions are these. David, did you thank me when you hooked the biggest fish? Uh, no. David, did you thank me when you got the fight out of the fish the whole way to the surface? Uh, no. David, did you thank me when I allowed you and the other people to see the biggest fish before I let it go? Uh, no. David, if you'd have netted the fish and brought it in, would you have had any pride that you caught the biggest one, especially towards your younger brother, Michael, who didn't catch one quite as big the week before? Uh, yeah, I'd have had that. And David, did you have enough fish fillets at 67 pounds of stripers? Did you have enough to feed your family and the family of those who went with you? Uh, yes, Lord. So David, the lesson I want to teach you is this. I want you to always have a heart of gratitude and always thank me. Thank me that I allowed you to hook the biggest fish. Thank me that I allowed you to have the fight of the fish. Thank me that I allowed the people to see the fish. Look at the positive, not the negative. The fact you lost the fish. Wow, beautiful story, Dave. Thank you for sharing that. And and Mm -hmm. that that heart of gratitude changes everything. Yesterday, um, it was a hot day. And, uh, and we were helping out with a camp, and 100 kids didn't have a chance to eat throughout the day, so I was really hungry. I stopped home to drop off two of my kids before I went to, uh, uh, to, to a nursing home to, to do a gospel reflection with, with the residents. And I was really hungry. My wife brought out an apple. And I was so hung out of it because I was hungry, but I looked at this apple, and I was like, God, thank you for growing this apple for me. It was like this big, bright, red, juicy apple, and it just changed my heart because I was tired, I was hot, and there was no air conditioning at the camp the whole week, the whole day. And then I get this bright red apple, and I just stopped and said, thanks, God, for, for growing this for me. Mm-hmm. My whole heart changed. I got so much more energy, you know? So, so the yes. lesson that God taught you just along the way, just like Mother Angelica's quote, right, we must, be, we must thank God for every success because he bears the fruit. Yes. So he bore the fruit of that fish getting on the hook. He bore the fruit of, of you know, allowing yeah. you for, to fight, and he bore the fruit of bringing it up to the surface, and then when we thank God and, and have that, that grateful heart, it, it totally changes everything. 
Yeah, you guys talking about that having having the attitude of gratitude and and reflecting on what God is doing in your day. It sort of reminds me of uh, the one who is the perfect disciple, the one who was um, reflecting, you know, probably the most of any Christian, the, the best example for us, and listening to the Lord's word, listening to Jesus, and that was his mother, you know, who was known for always pondering in her heart the things that she was seeing her son say, her son do uh, in her life, and um, how she can really teach us through her example a lot, especially also her silence. You know, most mothers sort of known for her silence. To be able to to be silent, to listen, to hear the word, to ponder it in your heart, to let it bear fruit, or to let it take root, to let it to grow. Um, You know, and also I'm thinking of like her Magnificat, you know, where she's it's clear from the text of the Magnificat that we that we pray. You know, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and it goes on. And it's so clear that she's as she's going through the history of salvation and history of sacred in sacred scripture, and is drawing lessons from sacred scripture. This is clearly someone who is not only pondering what's going on in her daily life. Granted, the word made flesh is right there every day, but also the word uh, in sacred scripture that she was pondering and drawing a lesson from that and then praising God for it. You know, the whole Magnificat is a song of praise and that, you know, her example really is such a beautiful summary of this type of heart that bears, that, that receives the word and bears fruit. It's a heart that is silent. It's a heart that you know, silent when it needs to be silent. It's a, it's a heart that is pondering what's going on in the events of, of her life uh, with the Lord, as all of us have a life with the Lord. It's also pondering the Lord's Word in the sacred Scripture. It's giving thanks to God for the gift of salvation and the gifts that He gives to us every day. You know, that those type of attitudes, I think, really uh, get to the heart and summarize it. maybe what's in this gospel of having a heart like our Blessed Mother, which is one so attentive to the Word and bring it into everything, praising the Word, and uh, and trying to put the, the word into practice, so we could ask for her intercession uh, to you know really to help us uh, help us to to be good stewards of the word. And as you're saying, the word heart, right? You know, in the in the last the last section, um, the evil one comes and steals away what was sown in his heart, hmm. right? The 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 thief, yep. right? John ten ten, right? The, the thief comes to rob and steal and destroy. I came so that you would have life and have it abundantly. Right, the, the thief is always trying to steal our joy, steal our peace, steal. Right, and and what a great example we have in our in our lady, mm-hmm. right, where she uh, is the, in constant prayer and union with, with with our Lord, uh, and the evil one didn't have a chance to to do any any thieving there. Yeah, the, and the peace that's a, a key part too. I think of having a heart that is open to the word. What you said is 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 the peace. You know, one of the the words here too is, you know, the worldly anxiety. Uh, how many of us? I mean, all of us are giving in, I think, at least me and a lot of us struggling with the, the stresses of daily life and the different anxieties. I mean, there's a gazillion things that we can worry about. Um, but to remember that, you know, our Jesus teaches us uh, we're to trust in the providence of our Heavenly Father and we're to receive that gift of peace. You know, that gift of peace is one of the great gifts that we have as as Christians is that we're not in this world alone, that our Heavenly Father loves us and he's watching over us and... and uh, Sometimes it takes some time, as you were saying, to sort of figure out what is he doing right now. But to know <laughs> you that help with that one. But to know that he is that he loves us and that he's working in our lives, and that we need not uh, be filled with useless anxiety. And when we have all that anxiety, we don't have any peace. And without peace, it's very difficult for seeds to be planted in our hearts. Yeah. Do you try mm-hmm. to stop it at the when you feel yourself getting anxious, Father I, David? Do you, do you try to? 
recognize it, stop it, ban, you know, well, cast you, it out. You guys, you guys know I'm a sort of Divine Mercy priest from the National Shrine of Divine Mercy, and I love the message of Divine Mercy, especially that image of Divine Mercy. And But what I love above all with that whole message is that prayer that's at the bottom of the image. Mm. Jesus, I trust in you. And I find myself, you know, because I'm a worry wart, but <laughs> probably a hundred times a day, and that's mm. not an exaggeration, just... When I see myself starting to worry about some situation, my heart starting to beat quickly, and Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Don't even say it. It's sort of like a reflex action. Yeah. And whenever I, when I've noticed, whenever I say that, the, the peace comes in. Sometimes that's I have awesome. to say it several times, but that's what I do. I don't know. What do you do, David? Yeah. I, I have to surrender. Hmm. I have to surrender, and I have to say, Lord, this is about you. Hmm. And you, I want you to speak what I'm to speak, to share what I'm to share, and to hear what I'm to hear. And you know what the Lord taught me? Every morning now I wake up and I ask him for the gift of the eyes to see him at work in my life every day, hmm. the ears of the heart to hear his voice, and the grace to be obedient to his every utterance. And I ask to be a blessing to others every day. And every day of my life, the Lord answers that prayer. Today, my life is a great adventure. It's one more soul. It's where you're going to use me today, Lord. And we don't know the impact of the gift of our fiat, our yes, how we bring Jesus to those in needs, affirming them in their pain loving them where they're at, and letting God use us. It's when I try and take control of the steering wheel, I always wreck. <laughs> so surrender and letting God be God in my life, and it's a great adventure then. Hmm. And Father, as we're running out of time, do you mind uh, just closing us in a prayer that we have those eyes to see, ears to hear, and that we're obedient. Seed planters, and don't let fear control us. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for all the gifts that you've given to us for being in our lives and filling our lives and watching over us with your fatherly loving care. Uh, Father, we ask you uh, to give us the grace uh, to have hearts that are, are, are open to your word, uh, to give us hearts that overcome the useless anxiety and the, and the concerns of the world and, and a lure of riches and a shallowness in our spiritual life. And Father, we ask you to, uh, to pour out your Holy Spirit into our hearts um, to help protect the word that you've planted there. Um, Jesus, we thank you for your word and for being the word, being the truth and the way, the truth, and the life for us. Um, Lord, we trust in you, and we ask you to intercede for us before the Father. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, one and all. How about a blessing, Father? Can you end this with a blessing? Sure, and for all of those who are listening to this program, may Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100.
On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.